Welcome to Saucy Shorts, brought to you by Copycat Creative. This is Polar Bears by Catherine Case and read by Felicity Holbrook. I will not check my phone. I am an interesting, curious, imaginative woman and I do not need to look at my phone so that the barman doesn't feel sorry for me. I check my phone. No text. I open my Tinder app and check that inbox too, just in case. Nothing. This fucking guy. He's pushing on for 40 minutes late. I examine his profile for signs of why this might be. As if I can gauge his levels of fuckwittery from five photos of him posing in various exotic locations. The last, a particularly risky shot, is of him in some zoo in Florida. He's wearing a sun visor and a tank top emblazoned with the logo of some Thai beer. One arm is slung around the neck of a huge Bengal tiger with his other hand He's throwing rock and roll horns. His tongue is out, nearly touching his chin. And he's wearing those terrible wrap-around Oakley sunglasses that were super fashionable around the time Steal My Sunshine was in the charts. Fuck. What am I doing here? I scroll through our chat history and try to answer that question. In fairness... The chat has not been terrible. He'd asked me a few questions about my job. He'd shared a few unalarming details about himself. Travel junkie, accountant, flat in Brixton. And seemed normal enough. We'd cracked a few jokes. Discussed our hopes for the next season of Stranger Things. It was probably safe, I reasoned to meet up with him for a drink. Not dinner, of course, I'm not insane. But a quick, easily escapable drink? What was the harm? He was good-looking. In a One Direction-y kind of way. Always a weak spot for me. And had nice, poppy biceps, if that picture with the tiger was anything to go by. No requests for instant hookups photos of my boobs, and he hadn't sent me a single unsolicited dick pic. I mean, by Tinder standards, Theo, 32, is a prince. Just as I'm about to call it a day, someone taps me on the shoulder. There she is. Theo, 32, throws his arms around me in an entirely over-familiar hug. Oh, hi. I pat him awkwardly on the back, signalling my desire to be released from this hug. It's a slightly clammy one, and he's clearly run here from the tube. He also smells lightly of fag smoke and sweat. It's fine, but I want the hug to end. He finally breaks away and takes the bar stool next to me. So sorry, lovely. Got held up. What are we drinking? I'm glad he's finally here, but it's impossible not to notice that 
Despite it being a Wednesday evening, Theo is not dressed as if he has just come from an office on New Street Square. I am aware that accountants no longer dress in Jordan Belfort-inspired white-collared shirts or carried leather briefcases, but Theo's outfit is a pretty far cry from anything resembling office wear. With apparently no regard for the nippy February night that was already frosting the cars outside, Theo has elected to dress in Bermuda-style shorts in a jolly shade of bright cherry. He's teaming them with a black t-shirt bearing the message, Cool story, bro. Under one arm, he has tucked a huge, folded golf umbrella, which he now props up against the bar. In addition, it would seem he's decided that the weather in this particular borough is potentially rather changeable, so has put on flip-flops. He has monstrously hairy toes. Did you... come straight from work? I ask, carefully. Hmm? Oh, yeah, they kept me a bit late, so... He raises his eyebrows. I wait for him to expand. He doesn't. He orders a bottle of white wine, ignoring the fact that I'm drinking beer and proceeds to pour us both a glass. His, I notice, is filled to a rather ungallant level, nearly spilling out over the top. To catch the spillage, he leans forwards and slurps from it without lifting the glass to his lips. I let it slide, reasoning with myself that I'm here now, so I may as well try. I put on lipstick for this. So, what's new? He asks, as if we're old friends catching up, rather than two potential lovers meeting for the first time. Ah, not a lot, I offer, wrong-footed. Had a pretty busy day in the studio. We have this really fussy client who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He interrupts me. No, I didn't mean work. Don't tell me about work. What did you see today? Who did you meet? Who, I don't know, moved you? What did you do today that scared you? That scared me? Yeah. What scared you today? He leans forwards, sloshing his wine a little, and fixes me with an intent gaze. He's got a pretty good beard going on, dark, with flecks of rust. His eyes are, and there's no other way to put it, an intense shade of green. In fact, everything about this person is intense. As he stares at me, awaiting answers to this truly odd line of questioning, One leg jigs compulsively up and down on the lower rung of the barstool. I could be mistaken, but I think he's got the shakes as well. Um, well, the platform at Victoria this morning was really, really packed. I tried to sell it. Like, really packed, and, um, 
I was at the front, where the doors open. So there's this crush of people behind you, and I always worry that they'll just nudge forward a little bit and I'll be bumped off the platform onto the tracks, so that's pretty... Nah, no, 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 no. He cuts in again, shaking his head, rolling his eyes. No, not like... Oh, London's big and there's so many people and it's scary. His voice rises a few octaves. This is obviously his generic impression of a woman. It's aggressively insulting. I mean, what did you learn about the way the world works today that truly frightened you? Not what threatened you personally. Do you watch the news? Well, yeah. Okay. If you watched the news today, you'd know that by 2024, the polar bears will be extinct. Gone. They'll be gone, Kerry. Katie. Sure, so no polar bears. They're gone. He leaves me to marinate on this information for a brief moment. He's put his wine down and is gesturing with both palms now. A whole species of animal that's roamed the Arctic for millennia just... Poof. Gone. And what's next? It seems to be a rhetorical question, so I don't try to respond. I'll tell you. Next, it's the grizzly, then the black bears, then the pandas. They're all fucked. All of them. He pauses to take a slug of wine. I'm horrified to see that he's holding back tears. We've been sat down together for approximately three minutes? Yeah, I mean, that's awful. I... Are you... Are you into... All that? Are you a... Bear... Campaigner? It wasn't the tone I was going for, and I regretted it as soon as it left my mouth. He looked at me like I'd spat in his wine. All that. All that. He is incredulous. Let me tell you something, Kerry. You shouldn't be so dismissive about the death of a species. One day, it's the polar bears, the next... He paused for dramatic effect. It could be us. He scans the bar for the gents and excuses himself abruptly. Back in a minute. I watch him go, then quickly snatch up my bag and slip a twenty under my almost untouched wine glass. I am outta here. Did you guys want another bottle? The barman brightly inquires, moving down the bar towards me. No thanks. In fact, I'm actually leaving. The barman looks a bit confused, casting a glance in the direction of the gents. Ah, cool. Is... are you both going? No. I say a bit too firmly, moving towards the door. No, just me. But it's too late. My window has closed. By keeping me a crucial few moments longer, this nosy barman has sealed my fate. Fear returns from the loo, sniffing, because clearly he did not go in there to answer the call of nature. Suddenly, the fact that he's on coke seems so bleeding obvious I could kick myself. I sit back down, unable to actually ditch him to his face. Unfortunately, I am rumbled. You've just caught her. She was about to do a runner. <laughs>
the barman jokes, chummily. Theo looks at me oddly, taking in the handbag over my shoulder and the coat I had been in the process of putting on. I have managed to get just the one arm in and it now hangs damningly from the side of my body like a spare appendage. He nods, slowly, sardonically. Of course, he mutters, quite nastily. Of course you're leaving. The second I get real, the second I get honest, they all bail on me. Nobody fucking talks about anything that's real, ever. He tops himself up, warming to his theme. I come here, I give up my time to come and meet someone new. I put my faith in the universe that I'll meet a woman who I can connect with, who I can share my world with, who actually cares about something other than her commute and what fucking Netflix series she's going to devour next. Don't you watch Stranger Things? That's Netflix. I just want to cut the bullshit! He swings round on his bar stool, now addressing the entire, almost empty bar. Nobody looks up. This is London. They've seen it before. Small talk is killing us all! One day at a time! His eyes are positively glittering now, as he uses the bar stool as a stepladder, climbing confidently up onto the sticky bar. He spreads his arms. Christ-like, as if orating to a rapt audience. In one hand, he clutches his furled umbrella, which he starts to brandish like an entertainer's cane. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Get down! This is the barman, not me. I say nothing. I am transfixed. I think my mouth might even be hanging open a little bit. My coat slides off my one arm and drops to the floor in a heap. Aren't there any intelligent women left? My date yells. To mine and the barman's twinned horror, he starts to pull his t-shirt over his head. With a bit of effort, the coke in his system slowing down those vital coordination skills, he frees himself of it and stands, bare-chested, and vibrating with rage. Are there any women who care out there? He cries to the near-empty room. Do you care? He calls over to a blonde woman who's doing her best to ignore him, pointing at her with his umbrella. She signals to her husband to finish his drink. At this point, I notice that his bare chest is not actually bare. Instead, it is etched with the head of a bear. A magnificent, detailed inking of a snarling grizzly bear that reaches from just below his collarbone to the waistband of his cherry-red shorts. An epic effort of a tattoo, I have to admit. A legendary tattoo. It must have cost him a fortune. As the barman takes evasive action and tries to pull Theo off the bar, copping an umbrella to the ribs for his trouble, I seize my second opportunity. Gathering up my coat, I turn and flee. On my way out, I pass the bouncer running in the opposite direction, now fully alerted to the lunatic standing on the bar assaulting staff with an umbrella. I let myself into my flat. 
grateful that my housemate won't be home from her parents' house until the weekend. I sit on my sofa, pull out my phone, and delete Theo's thread, blocking his account permanently. I watch three episodes of The Crown back-to-back and think about polar bears. This short story was brought to you by Copycat Creative and read by Felicity Holbrook. To receive a Saucy Shorts email to your inbox every Friday, please subscribe via the link found on the Saucy Shorts podcast homepage. Saucy Shorts. Just a little bit of what you fancy.